August 9th, 2019, I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Well, welcome. As promised in last week's episode, we're going to take some questions from our, our audience. And we have some great ones. And we're just going to do this rapid fire, uh, alternating between Ron and myself. Let's go straight into our first question. What are pocket listings? Pocket listings. Okay, so pocket listings are, the, the notion is these are listings that are not available to the general market. These are listings that I, as a listing agent, have in my pocket, and I know about and other people don't. Um, so at the outset, let me just say that pocket listings are mostly a fiction, okay? Any agent who knows what they're doing is not going to want to have pocket listings because as we have said again and again and again, if you want to get the best price for your home, if you want to get the best price for your condo, if you want to take this asset that is very important and probably the most uh, valuable thing that most people have and, and get the most money for it, you put it on the market, you put it on the MLS, you bring the most buyers in and you have them fight for it. The notion of a pocket listing is, well, <clears throat> I'm the only agent that knows about this. Um, and, and really, it's used by agents to recruit buyers. And really, what that agent is telling you, if first of all, we don't think it's true. <laughs> it does happen from time to time. Avi and I have both had sellers who've said, under the right circumstances, with the right price and the right timing and the right conditions, I would sell my home and I don't need to put it out to the market. And, and occasionally, we have buyers who are willing to meet those terms. Um, but it's rare. And even when we have sellers tell us that, we tell them, you really should go on the market. So when an agent tells you, oh, I've got lots of pocket listings, if it's true, which we really don't think it is um, 99% of the time, that's an agent who's telling you they are not doing the best for their clients. And you might want to think about what that means for everyone. Uh, and, and maybe even ask a pointed question. An occasion where there are legitimate reasons for pocket listings, uh, on those rare occasions, you know, in our, our agent networks, we do tend to share those. So, uh, you know, they're private for the most part and that they're separate from the public, but, you know, we, we tend to know or can find out about um, these when they exist if we need to. Right. Certainly if we have them, we go out to the to the agents we know who are ethical and good and, <laughs> and we say, hey, we've got something interesting. Do you have anyone? So we still market these listings, even if for whatever reason, the seller doesn't want to go on the MLS. Um, so I think that's uh, that's all we have to say about pocket listings for now. Question, Avi, is a buyer's agent expensive? It's a good question. And the answer is no. In fact, uh, the price is baked in. The, look, the seller has a contract with the listing agent and they're going to pay the listing agent a commission regardless of whether uh, there's a buyer's agent involved or not. The listing agent promises to pay some portion of their commission to any agent who's the buyer's agent who brings their, their client to buy that place. And that's how the MLS works and a condition of participating on the MLS. So essentially, from your perspective as the buyer, um, the buyer's agent is a free service provided by the seller. Why would the seller pay for that for you? Well, because it serves the market, it makes the market more efficient, and that's how you induce the market to bring and to publicize it across all the brokerages. So they're essentially paying the buyer agent's commission in return for getting the exposure on the MLS and creating a more efficient market and getting a better price uh, by having the more efficient market. So it, it, it's a good trade-off. And from your perspective as the buyer, it's crazy not to take advantage of this because the second piece is, look, the listing agent doesn't owe you a thing. They owe their loyalty, their obedience, everything to the seller. They're a professional. They've been through this many times. You should have a professional on your side too to help you through the transaction and help you make sure you're not going to get um, the raw end of the deal. 
essentially what I say is not only is a buyer's agent not expensive because you don't pay for it, but not having one is more expensive. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And, and, you know, I will say that there are markets, not, not here, there are, there are real estate markets uh, around the country and around the world where they don't have an MLS system, where they don't do what we do uh, in, in the Boston area. And it's awful because if you, you may have an agent that you like and that you trust. And if you're not in a co-broke system where the listing agents give out, you know, part of the commission for everyone to bring their, their buyers, you might not be able to use the agent that you like and trust because you have to actually go to all the different listing agents and see, well, do you have what I'm looking for? It's like shopping at a store. When you have a co-broke system with an MLS like we do, you take the agent you like and you trust, and that agent takes you everywhere, and you always have your advocate. And as Avi said, the, the seller is paying for it. So it's a great, it's a great system. Which leads to the next question. Um, this might have come from the same person. Can I get a better deal going direct to the listing agent? Right. It is a related question. People think, oh, well, then, you know, if you're not going to have to pay my buyer's agent, won't I get a better deal? And the answer is no. Um, because as Avi mentioned in, in his answer to the last question, the seller is paying the listing agent a commission. And then the listing agent is splitting that commission with the buyer's agent in exchange for bringing all of the buyers in the entire market in. So you don't get a better deal. You're going to pay the price that you offer to pay. And the, you know, if you don't have an agent, um, the listing agent is going to keep the whole commission. So the listing agent is generally happy about that. Now, can it happen that the listing agent is going to see two deals that are, are basically the same, one that has a co-broker and the other one doesn't? Um, yes, it could happen. And under certain circumstances, the listing agent might tell the seller, you know, I'll, I'll give back some of my commission to make this deal. Uh, listing agents don't like to do that. Frankly, there's more liability for a listing agent who's on both ends of the deal. There's more work. And I will say this, that, that Avi and I both had situations recently where, where buyers have come to us directly. We actually recommend that you don't do that. We, we recommend it to the buyers. Um, would you rather come with an agent? Um, and, and, and I think in both cases, we can say definitively that the buyers did not get a better deal because they didn't come with an agent. We think that having a buyer's agent that you like and trust that knows you and knows your preferences and knows what to ask and how to ask for it is a great, a great tool to have. Um, Avi, here's another question. What is the best search app? So the best search app. So there's a lot of, uh, so these are, you know, like Zillow, Redfin, Homesnap, Realtor.com. There's so many different ones of these out there. Uh, each has its different strengths and weaknesses, but there's some clear leaders. Um, the short answer is you should use the one that you like because they all pull from the same data because we, because we have this cooperative system and all the data goes into the MLS. But there are certainly some that are better than others. I, I don't like the Zillow apps. Uh, Zillow, you're not the consumer you're the lead, you're the product. Uh, Zillow is designed to gather your information and then sell it to agents. And, you know, the advertising gets intrusive. And I found that the data is not always correct. It's not the best tied to the MLS. And Zillow is great for what it is, but it would not be my first choice for a search app. Um, Redfin is one that people often use. And quite frankly, you know, as much as uh, we have questions on, on the brokerage model, in terms of their, their technology and the search app, I, I think it's actually really great. Um, it, it's up to date. It pulls directly from the MLS. It is a brokerage site. You know, the only thing I don't like about it is sometimes it gives you the false impression that you're messaging the listing agent when you're really messaging a Redfin agent. And it gives you the impression that 
the, there's all these times available to see a particular property when in fact that's just a lead gathering uh, technique. I've been recommending HomeSnap. That's my favorite. Um, it, it doesn't have everything that Redfin and Zillow have, but it has great search. It pulls directly from the MLS. There's no hidden advertising. And what I really like about it and what I think my clients like about it is that you can message uh, me or whoever your agent is directly in the app to talk about properties you can just, without having to like copy, paste, email, forward, whatever, you can just message me and say, hey, this one seems interesting. What do you know about it? So if you want to link to that, um, just let either Ron or me know, uh, and, and we'll happy to invite you to that. But yeah, the bottom line is, I think, use the one that you're most comfortable with. Ron, uh, next question. Someone says, uh, making a cash offer, do I need to go through the pre-approval process? If you are one of the lucky people who's actually making an all cash offer, which means I have, you know, I'm buying a million dollar house and I have a million dollars in the bank that I'm going to put at that house. You don't need pre-approval. There's no bank. There's no one needs to approve you for anything. <clears throat> so you're going to cross out your mortgage contingency on the offer and that's going to look great. And, you know, what will probably happen if the listing agent is paying attention, they'll say, oh, this is wonderful. You have a cash offer and we love those because there's no risk of the bank saying no and they close quickly. Can you show me proof of funds? The beauty of a cash offer is it removes risk from the seller that the deal won't happen. So sellers like them because they, there's no risk of the mortgage not coming through. But you you want to make sure that that is is real. So um, so if you're going to tell the seller, hey, don't worry about it, I've got the money. The seller is probably going to turn around and and say, okay, well, show me the money, and then I'm not going to worry about it. Most people are satisfied with the bank statement. I've seen a couple times asking specifically for like a proof of funds letter, which um, you know just budget a couple days uh, to get that because sometimes uh, it takes your banker uh, a few days to put that together for you. I think, oh, well, we did have one other question, uh, Avi, uh, and I think this one may have come from my son. Why can't I visit Tom Brady's house, which, uh, if you haven't been paying attention, did go on the market this week? Yes, yes. So 112 Woodland Road uh, in Brookline, uh, listed for $39.5 million, a gorgeous house. Uh, but, you know, it says you have to pre-qualify the buyers before uh, any showings. And then if you do show up, we have to check cell phones uh, at the entry of the house um, because, I mean, let's face it, if they didn't say that, how many people would show up and pretend to be buyers to get a look and record video? We want some privacy for our celebrities and respect people's homes and their space. And that's the right thing to do. Uh, so oh, you also, if you do visit this house, you'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement um, before your appointment as well. Right. So unfortunately for our buyers, if you're looking for something to do on a Sunday uh, and you're not going to Canopy Lake Park or some other interesting local <laughs> local uh, attraction, we cannot offer you this as a as a new and exciting local attraction unless you've got the 39 million and uh, we can pass the, the the gatekeeper. So sorry, the Brady's house uh, seems a little bit off limits to most people. All right. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for joining us. And uh, if you have any more questions, please email us info at accentbrookline.com. Uh, we'd love to chat with you and help you uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a home. <laughs>